0: Ollie Peterson, 6PR Perth Live presenter. Hey, Ollie.
1: I'm massaging my wrist. So if I fall asleep yeah. by the end of this chat, Heather, it's your fault.
0: Imagine if it was one of those things that you couldn't control and next minute. You just were <laughs> asleep. Quite hilarious. Hey, did you have COVID the other day?
1: Yeah, I had it last week. And uh, as my wife told me, there's certainly COVID. And then there is man COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: I've heard about this. How are you? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Look, I had a, probably a, one really rough day um but I'm just tired I think it's just really taken it out of me but uh and you know kiddies- I know it's been yeah and the kitties stayed uh COVID free my wife's had it but the kitties have stayed COVID free I don't know how but yeah they're, they're okay they're okay oh. at this stage
0: good on you I'm pleased to hear that so um we've got Voldemort in for the liberals now <laughs> yes. my feeling on this is that this is one of these things that parties do when they're desperate and it's almost certainly going to be terrible what do you think
1: I think it's actually probably the correct move at the moment for that stop-gap opposition leader Mm -hmm. because Peter Dutton will get a few headlines, he'll bash a few heads together, figuratively speaking, and he'll be pretty effective from the opposition trenches. I don't think he's electable as Prime Minister. We had a poll on the front of our newspaper here in Perth today, the West Australian, showing that he has 19% support. So that's even worse than Scott Morrison, but not a surprise. The issue, though, overall here, Heather, the Liberal Party doesn't have anybody else to turn to. Josh Frydenberg was going to be the the heir apparent to Scott Morrison, but he lost his seat. So Dutton is the only option at the moment. I think he's a good stopgap measure. Watch out for the name, though, as well, of Gladys Berejiklian. Yes, I said it. Yes, she's not in the parliament. Honestly, Heather, and the Daily Telegraph's running running with this story today, if she's cleared by ICAC, watch for Gladys Berejiklian to make her run in 2025 as the leader of the Liberal Party.
0: Why, if she was keen on going into into federal parliament for the Liberals. Did she not take the opportunity when when, uh, ScoMo offered it to her then?
1: Because at the moment she still is under investigation from the Corruption Committee in New South eh? Wales. And she didn't like him, absolutely. But I wouldn't rule it out. And she would resolve a whole heap of problems that the Liberal Party has right now, particularly with her gender.
0: Yep, Okay. fair enough. I'm keen on that. I like her. Um, And so what about this uh, little proud? What's he like? He's good. He's effective. And I think the the
1: National Party needed to change as well because, yes, they didn't lose any seats, but Barnaby Joyce is not well-liked by the electorate. He can't even come over here to Western Australia and campaign with the local National Party leader of Western Australia. She won't stand next to him. So, mm-hmm. Heather, when you, you have politicians who don't agree with each other and they're on the same side and they won't even publicly uh, just bite their bottom lip and stand next to each other, they needed to change. Little Proud's pragmatic. He gets regional Australia. He's a very effective communicator. He's been the emergency services minister in the Morrison government. I like the move. I think it's a refresh for the National Party. That's a wise move. Again, he and Dutton, I think, will be effective opposition leaders, but they won't form government on their own right at the moment. Three years, big task, obviously, but it's not going to happen.
0: Okay, and the paramedics I see have gone on strike out of exhaustion. What are they hoping to get out of this?
1: So in New South Wales, they're just looking for one better paying conditions and two more staff. I think this is a, a story, really, Heather. You could tell in any city around the country right now, or around the world for that matter, because of COVID nineteen, the extra protocols that have been put in place for what paramedics need to do to deliver patients to hospitals, and then they're being ramped. So in New South Wales at the moment, basically they're not charging people uh, to be taken to a hospital. They're not exactly going on strike as such as if they're not going to deliver to the hospital uh, but they're, they're ready to respond they're moving from the home stations they're not entering those billing details as i said and they're not going to report on their key performance indicators so a little bit of a hey administration look after us rub our backs and you know give us a bit more money and, re- and recruit a few more people so we're not so exhausted
0: so you guys I mean I've been fascinated and I think a lot of parents would be fascinated by the, the the formula shortage over in the U in the US. Have you guys helped out here, have you?
1: Yeah, we have. An Australian company has called Bubs Australia has been able to manufacture an additional one point two five million cans of this baby formula to head over to the United States to help with the nationwide shortage. No issue in Australia though for a shortage of uh, you know infant formula because they've just been able to ramp up supply. They've been able to ramp up the number of uh, uh, tins that they're able to produce and and send over to the US. I, I know on the black market, Heather, and there've been stories out of Australia for many years. These things can fetch you know five, six, seven, eight times the. Uh, the retail value on the on the tin, but uh, that that is good news. Joe Biden's welcomed it, and it's just a good little story for an Australian company called Bubs Australia helping out the US.
0: Yeah, brilliant stuff. Ollie, thanks so much. Good to hear that you're well. Oliver Peterson, 6 pr Perth live presenter. I was I was kind of surprised that none of our formula um, infant formula makers.